the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And our faith that's alive will always lead to a victorious life. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. For today's Core Truth, we are picking up in our message titled, Looking Forward in Joshua Chapter 1. This is Part 2. I wonder what mind-boggling things the Lord has for those of us who are willing to say in 2021, Lord, here I am, use me. If we only had a heart that was willing to be used, Joshua had that heart. He had a heart that wanted to be used. As you know, God had allowed the Israelites to wander around in the wilderness for 40 stinking years. Can you say stinking up here? I just did. 40 years, four decades. Think about that. You're wandering and wandering. Why? Because of their sin, because of their lack of faith. Yes, their experience in the wilderness was nothing more than a life of absolute and total defeat for the chosen people of God. Listen to what God said to them in Numbers 32, 11. He says, none of the men who came up from Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swore to Abraham, to Isaac and Jacob, for they did not follow me fully. Imagine that. There were some, what, 3 million people? Because it said there was like 600,000 men, not counting women and children. You know, they didn't have birth control back there. They were all popping out babies like Octomom, man. They all had like 10 kids, you know. So, I mean, there's millions that came out of Egypt. Everyone that was 20 years old and older, not one of them, except for Joshua and Caleb, got to go into the promised land, including Moses. That's a lot of people being punished for their unbelief. I wonder how many of us have settled for a wilderness experience with God. He said to them, he said, like, hold on. He's like, there's going to be a life of struggle. And it's just like, I wonder how many of us have just accepted the struggle and given up on anything else. A life surrounded with defeat instead of embracing all that God has planned for us simply because we do not fully follow him. Yes, Joshua, like us, was called by God. And he said to him, Moses, the one that I used to speak to face to face, he's dead. And I've taken him to heaven. And now I pass the mantle of leadership on to you. 
God goes on to say in verse 3, I have given this land, listen to me, buddy boy, I give it to you. Everywhere you step is yours. This is my gift to you. Now, this is all the Arab nations need to understand this about Israel. All the ones that say that Israel should not exist, they should be wiped off the face of the map. They need to understand that God had given it to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, all the way down to Moses, that's the bloodline that he blessed. And all the land that was given, every step where their foot would fall on, it was given to them, to God's chosen people, not through Ishmael, but through Isaac was the blessing. Yet even though God had given it to them, they would not receive the promise until they reached out and took hold of it by faith. I wonder what promises we're missing out on. What are you missing out on? Because you have not reached out and taken them by faith. I wonder if we're too caught up with our own personal affairs, which has caused us to simply not care. Or if we're afraid. I could see Joshua thinking, uh, that's nice. But how's it all going to happen? There are high-walled cities across the Jordan River with strong armies to protect them. But we, like Joshua, we must embrace God at his word. Second Peter 1.3 says, Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life. Did you notice that? His power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. See, there's that word, kletos, again. It was given to who? Those whom he has called by his own glory and excellence. We are invited. We are appointed by God. Know this, God didn't give Joshua an opportunity to doubt. God said in verse 2, I, the living God, am giving to you this land. Verse 3, he said, every place that your footsteps is yours. Verse 5, he says, no man will be able to stand against you. Why? Because I will be with you. I will not fail you nor forsake you. And God breathes confidence into Joshua by telling him twice. In verse 7 and verse 9, he says, Be strong and courageous, for the Lord your God is with you. And the same God that was with Joshua is the same God who is with us today. Because the God of Joshua is our God, and that's the one that we serve. And he will, guess what? Never leave us. He will never forsake us. We can be strong and courageous in him. We can do all things through Christ in him. All of these things. He's not going to leave us today. He's not going to leave us tomorrow. And if things get worse, he's not going to leave us in the next six months. Not for the rest of our lives. And let's not miss this. It's the hidden link of being used by God. And it's found in verse 8. God told Joshua to meditate on his word day and night. Did you get that? 
Meditate on his word day and night. God's word will draw us into his divine presence, along with enabling us to grasp his divine promises. I like what David said in Psalm 1. He says, how blessed is the man or the woman. That word blessed means, you know, the happy man, the happy, happy woman. How blessed is the man or the woman who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates again day and night. You know, so, and then he will be like what? He will be like a tree that's firmly planted by streams of water, which will yield fruit in its season, and his leaf does not wither, and whatsoever he does or she does will prosper. Wow. But the wicked are not so, he goes on to say. They're like the chaff. The wind comes and just blows them away. But see, it all happens to those who meditate on his word day and night. Do we not need to, as the people of God, cling more to God's word than ever? Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why we have a study on Sunday night. That's why we have a women's study on Tuesday. That's why we have a midweek study on Thursday. That's why we have a study on Friday for the young people. And it's like in singles. It's like, this is why it's all wrapped around God's word that we would grow and mature. So again, we can be at our father's business. I wonder how many Christians will simply just get by never embracing all that God has intended for us all because they sold themselves out to their own will and desires instead of God's purpose and plan during these difficult times understand God gives strength to those who have no strength that's the key it's all about him God gives strength to those who have no strength he perfects his power in our weaknesses I love what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 7. He says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We are the earthen vessels that the surpassing greatness of power may be of God and not from ourselves. Isn't that a relief? It's like, it's not dependent upon me. It's not me pulling up my bootstraps and I'm going to be rocking today. It's like, Sometimes God uses me in my weakness, you know, when I'm mad at Verizon. (laughs) It's like, and all of a sudden you realize, uh, this is a God opportunity. Hello, knucklehead. Wake up. Okay. And then all of a sudden it's like, uh, yeah, you know, let me switch gears here and let me encourage this person that's 3,000 miles away. Okay. Then it's like all of a sudden, see, everything changes. You get your mind off of you and all your little problems and projects and all of this. And we put it on someone else. All of a sudden, God's like, now I'm using you. You're a knucklehead, but I'm using you anyway. See, and it's all because the power is not from us. It's from God. How many times do we don't even want to get out of bed in the morning? It's like, I don't feel like doing anything. It's like, ah, you know, it's, ah, you know, it's a whole day waste. And all of a sudden you look around and it's already in the afternoon. The day's gone and it's another day wasted with nothing done. See, that can happen with all of us. But God wants the power to be of him. Understand, if we kneel before God, we can stand before any obstacle of 2021. That's just a fact of life. Which... I'm glad that 16 of you like that, but I'm telling you, you know, it's an important, it's an important principle. 
And then moving on to our second point, his struggle, his struggle. Now, to struggle, I think we know what that means, right? It's to strive, it's to contend, it's to fight. God told Joshua that at the end that he said, look, the land is going to be yours. Every single place at your footsteps. Yet Joshua didn't just run in foolishly. He actually does the complete opposite. He waits just a little bit. The definition, the definition of wait is to stay in a place or to remain in readiness. Joshua was ready to go in because he was going to obey the Lord. Yet first, he was going to ponder and think and pray about the whole situation. He sought after God's wisdom. Joshua knew the land was occupied with a fierce and a powerful people. And before he was going to struggle and fight with all of them, he was going to seek the Lord. So he waited three days and he sent two men to spy out the land. He wanted to discover any of the weak areas and he was looking for the best place to attack. And by waiting in readiness to move, Joshua could see the will of God unfold because their first battle would include a fortress named Jericho. The people of Jericho had no clue that the judgment hand of God was ready to fall on them in just a few short days. They just kept on partying and doing their thing, except there was a woman there that God wanted to spare and her family. That woman was a prostitute. And her name was Rahab. Understand, God takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the lost and those who have fallen in sin, that they would seek forgiveness and live. That is God's always his perfect will. God saw this prostitute named Rahab in Jericho, and he had compassion on her. Why did he have that? Because God knew the pleadings of her heart. He saw every tear of this girl. What led her into prostitution? What happened when she was a little girl? How was she taken a, 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 you know, advantage of as a, sexually as a little girl? It's like, you know, God saw it all. You know, we can look at something and say, oh, look at that nasty person or look at that dirt bag and you know, whatever. And we can judge so easily. But God knew the heart of this woman. And he saw, again, her every tear as she cried herself to sleep who knows how many nights. And God's plan was to save this woman. Of all the people, was it the king and the princes and the princesses? And No, 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 no. It was this prostitute. And he went to save her and transform her life. And through the grace of God, God forgave her. She repented of her sin. She married a godly man. And she, imagine this, becomes the great, great, great grandmother of King David, which put Rahab into the genealogy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You might say to yourself, but how does all this relate to me? How does it not relate to you? How does it not relate to me? I I wonder what great work God desires to do in our life, even as he did in Rahab's life. How will you affect those in the sphere of your life because of Rahab and because of her crying out to the Lord? Not only did he save her, he saved her mom, her dad, her brothers, her sisters, and all their husbands and wives and all their children. Who knows how many people that was? 
Yet God did a great work through that woman, and he wants to do a great work with us. And we, we live in this time just like they were. It's a time of uncertainty. Jesus said this in the Olivet Discourse, talking about the end of time, which we're living in right now. He said in Matthew 24, 42, he says, be on the alert. Don't be asleep. Be sober. Don't be drunk on this world. He says, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. He could come at any moment. He's going to come as a thief in the night. The thief doesn't send you a text message. Hi, how's it going? What time are you going to be there? What time are you leaving today so I can come rob your house? No, he doesn't text you that. He comes when you're not expecting it. Jesus is going to come like a thief in the night. Be ready. Be ready. Yes, for Joshua, there was a time to pray and there was a time to move. And they left the wilderness and they entered into the promised land. And the, Jew, the Jordan River split in half under the feet of faith. It was the priests that came up under the direction of Joshua that carried the Ark of the Covenant on two poles. And they walked up. And you know when the Jordan River split? It was when the foot of the priest hit the water. It didn't split before that. It's like, you're going to cross this river. So start walking. Uh, excuse me, Joshua. That what We were going to take the Ark of the Covenant into the, into the muddy Jordan River. Just keep walking. Okay, we're gonna we're just going by obedience. As soon as a priest's foot with the Ark of the Covenant on their shoulder hit the water, the water went back and it stood up on end. Then those three million people started crossing, and uh, because it was a muddy thing, they were slipping down like two feet in the mud and they're sloshing. No, just kidding. God says they walked across on dry ground. He just mowed it out. And it's like here the Jordan River stands up. Who knows? It could have been a hundred, a hundred a football field, two football fields wide. And he just the water stood up and it was all dry. And some, you know, who knows? Two, three million people cross over into the promised land. Understand, the crossing of the Jordan River is a picture, a snapshot of the end of the old life and the beginning of a new life. In the same way, we just came out of 2020, and now we have entered into 2021. We cannot change the past events of 2020. We can't change anything. COVID and all the fear that came with it, all the social unrest, but we can now all look forward to a new season a new season of great opportunities to serve and become all that God desires us to be. Amen? Yes, we live in uncertain times, but it's a new year, and we can embrace a life of obedience to him, living by faith in his strength and his strength alone, not our own. Remember, when God saves us, we become his children. We are the children of God. We are the sons and daughters of God, which grants us the privilege of serving him as soldiers in the faith. Yet, as many know, as soon as we get serious with our walk with God, what does Satan want to do? He wants to attack us. You know, see, Satan, he has no problem in 2020 rocking the cradle of a sleeping Christian. And good night. He'll rock your cradle and, you know, just whatever, because he doesn't want you to be used. He doesn't want you to be vocal. Second Timothy 3.12 says, and indeed, all those who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. 
And that's exactly what happened to Joshua. He was persecuted as he struggled with the high-walled fortress of Jericho. But God intervened and gave his people a great victory, crushed the wall, and conquered the people. But yet, the struggle was not Jericho. It happened right after that. Because after the great victory of Jericho, the children of God suffered a devastating defeat by a little small city named Ai. It looked so insignificant. No huge walls, no mighty army like what Jericho had. And Joshua didn't see it necessary to fall on his face and pray before he sent just a couple thousand men. He thought, oh, that'll be a cakewalk. That was until Ai rose up with a vengeance and body slammed God's people, killing many of them, and the rest of them ran for their lives from the men of Ai. And that drove Joshua to his knees. Listen to what happened in Joshua chapter 7, verse 6. It says, then Joshua, he tore his clothes. He fell on the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, both he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. Total repentance. Oh, God, what have we done? What has happened? Of course, there was sin in the camp. And of course, once that sin was taken out, they went back and they crushed Ai. Which brings up our final point. First, again, we looked at Joshua's call. He was called like each and every one of us are called for our generation of people. Let's look at his bond, his bond to the Lord. Yes, Joshua fell on his face as he fastened himself to the Lord. Know this, when we step up to be used of God, there is no more vulnerable time for defeat than right after a great victory. Understand and grasp onto this point. The victory that God gives us yesterday is no guarantee for the victory for today or tomorrow. Joshua learned that he needed a strong bond with the Lord daily to move forward. From the big battles all the way to what looked like the little bitty battles. Understand, to to bond means to adhere ourselves. It's to stick. It's to embrace I like what David, the giant slayer, said in Psalm 63, 8. He says, my soul clings to the Lord. It bonds to the Lord. The right hand upholds me. Your right hand upholds me, he said. Notice the soul that bonds or clings, it sticks. It adheres to the Lord. That's the one whose God's right hand upholds. Listen, as we bond with the Lord. It will keep our faith alive. And our faith that's alive will always lead to a victorious life. Let me ask you as we end here today. In 2020, did you bond more deeply with the Lord? From this time last year, going through the whole 2020, did you bond more with the Lord? Or did you find yourself doing worse with the Lord? Did you cling possibly to your own wisdom? Were you starting to cling to your own strength, which brought up emptiness in your own heart, your own values? Well, as we sit here, the first Sunday of 2021, 
This is a great opportunity to forget everything that was behind us because we can't change it anyway and to look forward to a new beginning with the Lord this year. Maybe this is a good time for you to look forward with him. Listen, if we pray in a time of victory, we will never have to plead in a time of defeat. And I love that verse that Jeremiah uh, shares with us in Jeremiah 32, 17. He says, oh, Lord, God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and thy outstretched arm. Nothing is too difficult for you. We got a lot of moving pieces right now. There's a lot of things that could happen right now. And it's like, but whatever, nothing is too difficult for the Lord. Amen? Nothing. Somehow we're going to get through. Somehow it's going to work. And we need to be servants at our Father's business. Amen? That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app. Available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word, that's Core Church LA to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.